proudly sponsored by Swiss, whose mission is to make millions around the world healthier and happier. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Shop in store or online today. This is the House of Aths. Yes, it most certainly is. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse and for Swiss right around Australia. SEN Radio Network right around the world of your podcasters, which is ironic because... One of the co-hosts of this show doesn't currently reside in this wonderful country. 2024 is nicely fired up. There's so much to get into. We're getting closer and closer to Paris. Nina Kennedy's a superstar. She's been on this show before. She inspired us all then. She's about to do it again when she joins us very shortly as well. Johnny Steph, Jay Steezy, whatever you're calling yourself, hello to you. Mr. Luke, Mr. Luke, how are you, my brother? Um, yeah, you're, you're quite right, mate. Um... 2024 rolls around very quick. It's so interesting watching my uh, Instagram algorithms, Cameron, and, and seeing all these <laughs> athletes starting to open up, not only domestically in Australia, but across the globe when it comes to the indoors. And uh, I'm sure we're going to touch on it today. We are. Uh, the Noah Lyles-Fred Curley matchup, which I think both of them get smoked by Coleman and Bro- Trevon Brumel. But, um, but yeah, you're, you're quite right. It, it's you know it's uh, it's going to be such an interesting year. And, and before we know, we're going to be right on top of Paris and be talking about the Olympics again. And uh, it's great to have Nina Kennedy on today and get to pick her brain on how she's preparing and also a training partner, mm-hmm. you know, Curtis Marshall and and, and a coach, Paul Burgess. So um, uh, we saw the Athletes Australia Awards went out like yesterday and saw some great people win some great awards, Nina Kennedy being one of them. So um, I'm sure we're going to touch on that throughout the show. But again, Cameron, it's always great to be with you for another week. Yes. And how good is it to have Swiss partnering yeah. up now with House Athletics? We oh. are blowing up, Cameron. We are blowing up, man. I tell any commercial partner, you're going to have to take a meeting with us now. And no it's doubt. going to take time. We'll get back to you because we've got a long line of people waiting, trying to join this show. Well, all thanks to Swiss who are joining us. Look at this. I've got their magnesium plus sleep in my hand, which is going to help me restore my energy levels, Mate, of I course. Don't, I don't need none of that. No, nah, you probably don't. Much. How about the magnesium gummies, which I've got? I'm going to uh, have some magnesium gummies as well. Big shout out to the crew of Swiss. Not only are they a wonderful partner of, of what we do each and every day, they're a wonderful partner of athletics and sports yes. at different levels right across the country. So yes. to the men and women at Swiss who uh, keep people, yes. in particular people like me, who occasionally my lifestyle uh, leads myself to be a little ina- yes. inadequate in some regards, they always look after me. So the Magnesium Plus Sleep is going to get a workout. The Magnesium Gummies, uh, thank you to Swiss, because without them, I might not get through the whole hour. Johnny and Stan. I will say this, Cameron, mm-hmm. if you're an athlete, make sure you read the labels and take yes. safely um, because, as we know, it's um, being an athlete takes a lot of responsibility. And even though the great partners at Swiss, they do a lot of testing to make sure all their products are 100% pure and clean, you still got to take responsibility for yourself. When you are an elite athlete, Cameron, mm-hmm. well, I'll just you, like you are, mate, just I, like you absolutely. are. Absolutely. I got some. I got an announcement in about three weeks' time, actually, but uh, we'll get to that later on in, into January because it's Swiss. And I just want to make a big, big fight. Uh, I was going to make a big fuss, but a big song and dance is what I'm looking for because at Swiss, they have a passion for well-being, and that's quite obvious. It's quite obvious well, when you speak have. to the men and women who work there and a spirit yeah. of innovation which drives everything they do. So they want everyone to be at their absolute best, and they innovate. They're working each and every day to make sure that they can get the best out of you if you're a pro athlete at the highest level of whatever sport or you're someone like me who just wants to continually feel a bit better each day. Swiss strives to make the world a happier and healthier place, and they're doing a wonderful job of it through premium nutrition, 
and personal care solutions. They do a wonderful job. You can move confidently with the Swiss movement range to help support your muscles, your bones, your joints, and everything else. Available at Chemist Warehouse. Make sure you go and see the crew. Wherever Definitely. you might see the Swiss crew, you Definitely. say g'day every, every day. Great savings at Chemist Warehouse too, yes. Johnny Steph. And I, as you can yes. tell, I'm already on the Swiss products as I am jumping out of my skin, Johnny and Steph. And good on you. And, and good on you, Cameron. And I think I think the whole point of this, and I think that's what Swiss really, um, you know, and I know this sounds like a, like a massive Swiss infomercial, but let's talk about let's you do know, it. nutrition. Let's talk about nutrition when it comes mm-hmm. to world of sport and especially athletics. It is really important to know your body and it's important to know um, what your body's lacking, what it's needed. And, and I think we just don't do enough as a society nope. to put a high understanding on that. I mean, I know I, I take blood tests every three months, um, especially the older I get, um, to make sure that, you know, my health-wise, even to, I get my prostate checked, even though I'm quite young, it's still the right time for me to get that checked. And I, I think your health is your wealth, Cameron. I think that's what you're great. You, we see within Swiss. And I was pr- privileged enough to be a Swiss ambassador um, for four years, mm-hmm. you know, under Radik Sali and Adem Karafili and Mitch Caitlin when they had that, when they, when they really were growing and they just really took over the world. And their message hasn't changed from when Radik was the owner and boss and to where it is now. And it's great to see the partners in Swiss, Swiss still supporting sport. And um, and you're right, Cam. I'm I'm proud of you, mate. You're looking after yourself, Cameron. Not only looking after your hip pocket and your yep. back balance, like yeah. we see every week when you're winning all those races. Nice but you're weekend. looking after your health, mate. It's very good. And I think every young man and woman should be doing the same. Yeah. No matter if when you play sport or not. Hey, you know what I did today? Have a guess, Johnny. Have a guess what I did today. Interval sprint training on the on the treadmill. No, I did a 59 second 400. And how hard was it? It was horrible, eh? I, I it's took not a, horrible. That's it. That's all it's I did. Horrible. I did one 400. I broke a minute. And I still am not 100% certain my Strava's on the money. But either way, I got through it's it. It's ugly, so isn't, it? Oh. isn't it? Isn't it just amazing there's one lap above that at cardio threshold when you start to get the anaerobic? It's just ugly, isn't it? It's just, yeah. you just go, it, again, it's a bit like, it's a bit like you when you go to the uh, park and you try and kick a football, an AFL ball through the through the middle mm-hmm. of the the, uh, the goalposts from, from 60 out, 55 out. You just realise how hard it is, right? And um, and then you get more admiration for these athletes that are out there doing it week in, week out. When we're sitting on the couch going, man, we pay him all this money just to kick the ball through the sticks. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, so I agree. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, right? So when you get out there, be able to do a lap. And look, I will say this, Cameron. Hit me. Um, the, Sebastian Coe, my man. Yeah. Came Sir out, uh, Lord. And, uh, Lord Sebastian Coe. Give him some respect, please, Johnny Steph. I, I knew Sebastian Coe when he was Sebastian Coe, right? So Sebastian <laughs> <laughs> he steals one uh, great idea off you and you refuse to acknowledge him as Lord. <laughs> oh, it shouldn't be so We've got to get him old. on the show. I, I, I love Sebastian Coe. Anyway, as oh, you were saying. I, lo- I love to get him on the show. Sorry, oh, Johnny, anyway, as you were I, saying. I should have respect for my elders. He's yeah. getting very, very old. So, um, yeah, Lord Lord Sebastian Coe, um, he, he came out and said he did not – and and this, in one side this is quite alarming. On the other side, it's it's great that he said it, and it's great that he's realised this. That the traction that this new Netflix documentary is getting, that yeah. is just a bit like Drive to Survive um, for athletics. He said that it, it's actually transcending, and he said he didn't realise how many track fans are around the world. And I've always known this. Uh, uh, you know, there's there were some really cool board members on Athletics Australia that knew this, why we did Nitro Athletics. Um, Currently, Sam Colbert, who's now the general manager of commercial, she understood this because she was part of the team when we did this Nitro. We understood how big the sport was back then. We understood that it needed to be marketed better. It needed to be commercialized better. And it needed to get out of that geriatric viewpoint of how the sport's always been promoted. 
Um, having this Netflix special is allowing that to happen. And, and for Sebastian Coe to come out and say, I didn't realize that we had so many fans. We're going to get a lot of fans that where the world's moved on through big commercialized sports, that's going to watch this and realize there is characters in the sport. And I think it's a really good time for us to be disruptive and to change sort of how we approach selling the sport and how the sport is viewed. And I think the Netflix documentary is going to do a great job of that um, moving forward. And and I think this is this is something we talk about often on the show and um, and allowing the characters to come out. But it was interesting to hear him come out and say that, Cam, in a sense that I, he didn't realise how much the sport has has really transcended just the athletic fan, you know? So I'm interested. And, and, and they're looking at really doing a sequel to the new Netflix documentary. It's coming at the right time. I think it's going to be very, very big. I, it's coming at really the right time. I will and say I think, and, I, and I say this, if other federations don't jump on board the back of this Netflix mm-hmm. and realise you're going to really have to change the way you do your marketing communications, change the way you dialogue with the athletes, change how much input the athletes have because they are the stars, then we're just going to be doing the same mistakes Day in, day out. Cool. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day and for Swiss. Swiss is a proud sponsor of House of Athletics. Johnny, Steph, Cam Luke, and the superstar, Nina Kennedy, next. Proudly sponsored by Swiss, whose mission is to make millions around the world healthier and happier. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Shop in store or online today. This is the House of Aths. It most certainly is. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. And all thanks to Swiss. Swiss is a proud sponsor of House of Athletics and all things sport, health and well-being right around this great country of ours. Now, uh, Johnny, we don't shy yep. away from the fact that any time no, we, we have don't. a guest on this show, they yep. are superstars. They are 100%. superstars. And this is what we do. We only go out and get the best. And Nina Kennedy has been a big part of this show already. And the good massive, news is... Massive. To kickstart 2024, all thanks to Sync's body, keeping you on your feet this summer, keeping you fit and active, we have been able to get back the superstar. Not only is she doing whatever she wants to do when it comes to winning, winning and winning on the international stage, Mm. but when Athletics Australia handing out awards, she ripped it apart again so well she should have. Of course, the Bruce McEvaney Award for the Performance of the Year and the Marjorie Jackson Award for Female Able Body Athlete of the Year goes to our favourite, Nina Kennedy, and she is back. Nina, congratulations. Yes. How come we don't have sounds? How come we don't have sounds, Cam? What sounds do you want? I keep asking for sounds. Like when you announce something like this, it needs to be full fanfare. Yeah, you know what? (laughs) You know what? When we we speak to Nina pre-post, pre-Paris, we'll have some. And when she brings that gold medal back, we'll have even greater sound effects. Now, Nina, firstly, we'll let you talk. Congratulations. How you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. It's so nice to speak to you guys again. I think the last time we spoke was like just before the championship. Yeah. Yep. It's like, it like six weeks, like six to eight weeks before the championship. I know. I was trying to remember like what I was telling you guys and if I ever kind of like put my goals out there, but they've obviously like all come true. So no, yeah. No, you did. Well, did I remember I- quite quite vividly, Nina, in that interview that you, 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 you came across uh, – very confident Mm. and you came across knowing what you wanted to achieve in a sense of your goals in the sense of top three was something that you were going to achieve and and you did say well if i'm in that position there's no reason why i can't win the gold right (laughs) and um and to see it come into fruition you should be very proud 
Yeah, thank you. I like I often like forget what I say and I put out there, but I am becoming more confident and being like, yeah, you know what? These are my goals. And mm. if I fail, then who cares? Like mm. at least I tried. So I yeah, I um I feel like it's gonna be interesting coming into the Olympics. Everyone's gonna be like, Well, what are your goals? Or it's like yeah, win yeah. and like, gonna put it out there so well now now you find it becomes a bit hard now um not only the expectations that others have on you but essentially um people don't understand the the circuit of when you become a champion is is quite demanding um i don't think you'll ever use that as an excuse because you're quite a hardened young woman and and someone i know personally that i think handles pressure quite well you don't win a gold medal not handling pressure um but coming into olympic games your own expectations outweigh anybody's expectations they can put on you without a doubt without a yeah. doubt do you are you finding that's probably the hardest thing you're dealing with now coming to Paris not the training because you've done it before you've trained as hard as possibly could before you're like you're exactly right and you know what like I am finding the media is going to talk you know Olympic hopeful Olympic gold medal hopeful but at the end of the day I've really kind of broken that barrier of you know what mm. that pressure this but like I don't really care what you guys say and yeah the real pressure I am feeling and you're exactly right um John is yeah I have some goals and I want to win an Olympic gold medal and it's really just the pressure I'm finding in myself and how that's coming out at training and in like my yeah. life training and the anxieties and the pressure and like the constant thoughts like if I'm honest I've thought about the Olympics every day since the world championships and I've so never good. had that laser focus, focus. you could or you could call it anxiety and it's kind of what I'm learning is how do I interpret that pressure yeah. and you know what is my definition of success because you know I can jump my absolute highest at the Olympics I could jump a PB I could jump five meters and I could still not win so mm. I'm trying to redefine what that success right. looks like for me but it also oh. starts with having that courage to roll that dice and yeah. saying let's like roll it and see what I can do. And if I fail, like I, I die trying kind of thing. So, so that's good. My- do you think, um, I, I think so. And this is my personal opinion. I'm quite biased because I love the guy. Do you, you know, do you think having somebody like Paul Burgess, um, you know, as your coach and um, someone who, you know, has, you know, really gone through a hell of a lot in the sport from a young age. I mean, we, we were in a rival club in WR as a Bayswater um, little athletics space with a center and he was Inglewood. Um, and, you know, knowing Paul and what he's gone through in his career, is that somebody you really will lean on coming into Olympic games to be that support network and blanket and it's almost like a security blanket coming mm. into next year, or is that something you lean more on your family? Where does that come from? Or do you feel now that you've stepped on your own two feet? It just purely comes from you being at peace with yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know you you mentioned Paul, you mentioned, you know, my family. I think everyone, you know, I, I've had a year and I've achieved my goals. And I think that year really put into cement what everybody's role is. You know, like I have two coaches, I have a great physio, I have a strength coach, and everybody now is like laser focused on like, this is my job and this is how I execute. So, you know, it's actually funny you say that, oh, do you lean on Paul? I actually... I lean on him in the moments in a competition. And other than that, I find his energy quite um, anxiety provoking (laughs) is a nice way to put it because, you know, that's just, you know, he's hyperactive and, you know, I love that for him and I love that off the track, but at the track, sometimes I just need to say, 
I'm doing me. And I think that's just what, you know, years and years of working together has Mm. produced, which, yeah, I know my role, you know your role, let's do this. Let's go back to just Budapest quickly, and I have no doubt you could talk about it for hours because it was such a wonderful achievement, but the the unique situation around it and and sharing the gold medal, what, what goes through your mind in the actual moment? Like the actual moment when you and Katie have to make a decision or discuss it, or is there officials there? What, what was it? Take us inside that sort of minute or two before the decision was kind of agreed upon. It was... And I, and I know I've said this quite a lot, but like genuinely I was exhausted. Like before that day, my PB was 482. I jumped 85 and then I had three attempts at 90 and then I had three more attempts at 95. Like I was spent. So I think just coming together and I guess my brain just went to, okay, well, they did it at the Olympics, you know, the high jump mm. guys. and kind of just floated the idea and Katie just like you could see the relief on her face and she <laughs> yeah. okay what like this is meant to be and I never kind of second guessed it in that moment it was just like I didn't even go over and talk to the coaches I was like no nah, this is my decision like, mm. I'm doing it <laughs> Nina tell me this right let's let's yeah. fast forward we get to Olympic Games yeah um Let's get technical here. Like, like, let's let's go into that competitive athlete mindset. Yeah, you know now how you felt. You know now this could happen again in Olympics where I need to jump ninety. I might not get somebody like Katie. I get yeah. somebody be like, no, no, we're jumping off. I might yeah. have to jump ninety five. Is that one question? Is that something you're preparing for now? So in your training, you know, damn, what could I have done in the mm-hmm. year to prepare me for that? And number two. Do you look back and think ever if this happens again in Paris, <laughs> I'm yeah. going for it on my own. I don't give a day. Ain't no more Mr. N- yeah. Nice Girl. I'm going for it. And, you know, like, I think the media are loving this conversation. And <laughs> dinner, it's a dinner table conversation. Like, oh, what would you have done? And I think like the only person that truly knows that is me and my context and what was going through my head. So you're totally right. I think Budapest, it really built the belief in me that, you know what, I do belong here and I do belong on the podium. And, you know, I've had two years of that now. So I think coming into the Olympic Games, you know, I'm thinking about it, you know, if that did happen again, what would I do? I think I don't know what I would do. And I think context is just, again, it's so important because you never know. But, like, I will just say that, like, there is a fire within me to, like, win that gold medal outright. And Can you train for that? Can you train for the 90-95 exhausted another six more jumps? Can you train for that? Yeah, we. you know what? We can train for that. And we are speaking about that and, and how that looks. I guess pole vault is such a technical event that nobody really trains pole vault um, fitness, I guess it's all very technical. So kind of moving into that fitness thing is something quite new and something yeah. we never really talk about. Is there a number of jumps you try and take at a competition? Do you know, I've got eight good jumps in me after that. I'm in the reserves. And is, is, is there a number for you? I know you might, you might not want to reveal it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely, um, like a number right. and Budapest, I exceeded that number of like my top five jumps which is just like 
insane. Like wow. I'm so spent. So I guess maybe just bumping that average up throughout the season, I think will help me at the Olympics. So yeah. Just on that, on the decision, you mentioned how exhausted you were. Is there a health and safety component to it? Nina, like, like, legitimately, do you think to yourself, like, this is da- it's a dangerous sport. Sorry, Nina. You can sorry, send. he's what? Yeah, excuse, excuse my co-host. What? He's not really from an athletic background. But no, he's but... just go with him, Nina. Go. Oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> health and safety. Okay. What do you think? There's a health and safety inspector. No, there, I'm not Ken? saying that, but <laughs> I'm also it's a bloody dangerous sport, and like you're stuffed. Were you thinking maybe, yeah. maybe, like maybe it's not safe. Uh, safe's the wrong word, yeah. right? But like. Yeah. You got to look after yeah. yourself at some point in that situation, rather than trying to go five meters in the air with a pole. No, I get it. I'm just teasing. Sorry. Get, get stuff, Johnny. So right. <laughs> you know, if there's a meme or if there's like a fail video on TikTok or Instagram, it's pole vault. It's us, and like yeah. I feel like we are the last to stop. <laughs> it does get dangerous, and especially like if you. A, a very technical, but Katie's jumps were getting like more and more dangerous, let's say. So, yeah, we just both were. Like, in what way, Nina? Explain that. In what way? In the way she takes off, the way she attacks the um, board? Like, yeah. How- no, so, the way that, you know, you're getting tired, your legs are more fatigued, your run up is you're taking shorter steps. So, you're taking off to kind of launch at a further away spot. Um, which kind of like change the changes the angles and you can kind of see her sinking and just her technique is not as good as it should have been kind of thing. I just love you in that cam. We always talk about an episode. We talk about the technical aspects of most sports. Mm. And when you get to the level that Nina's at on just how to, we just see her and even now I'm really a, a couch critic and, you know, I've been retired as sport for such a long time. You watch and you go, oh, man, why couldn't Tiger sink that putt? Or, you know, why couldn't Nina do that jump? And you, you go through how technical an event is you know people see a 100 meter sprint to the sprint but there's so many technicalities that come through and i think that's that's the benefit nina why we love doing the show because we have mm. people like yourself on the show we never had this voice nina people just think you jump and you have a pole and you jump over they don't understand how much work actually goes into it but i want to segue you quickly cam because well, I just before you do yourself. johnny just i just want to firstly not a bad question by me there considering we spent three minutes talking about the answer <laughs> go johnny what do you got for me <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. It was okay. God, we got go. there. Where do, you we got want to, where do you want to segue to, Johnny? No, you and I are quite privileged to listen to Nina talk <laughs> Absolutely. at uh, the Chemist Warehouse Supplier Function. And yes. I was actually quite nervous for Nina because I never seen Nina actually on the on the speaking sort of side tour. And that was a that was a huge day. I mean, we're talking industry leaders from massive, massive companies, multinational companies, uh, in a room at Margaret Court Arena in Melbourne. Um and uh, and she was with Abby and the other homeboy from Channel Nine that does the does the football, um, and um, and I was actually thinking was I remember my first time when I finally got to be in that position of where you, you transcend athletics and you're sort of talking to everybody that on how difficult that is. And I thought Nina spoke really well and represented our sport. And I'm not I don't have to urinate in your pocket, Nina, and tell you how good you are. I'll tell you if you suck, you know I would. But you were fantastic, um, natural, and you represented our sport. Um, in the room where a lot of those partners, I spoke to them all like, geez, wow, track and field is bloody cool, right? And we talked about, you know, the Netflix special that's coming out. And um, how how are you finding, I understand the fame and I get all that. How how are you handling that being away from, say, getting an athletics award, but going into now completely outside of the sport and talking to a room full of multinationals and being known as Nina Kennedy, who does pole vault, but Nina Kennedy, the sports star 
Like that has to be a huge change for you. I know you've been having a little bit of start and leading up to this, but yeah. let's face it, you are part of the sports fabric now of 2024 as a hot commodity. Mm. It's, um, I feel like I'm the wrong person to ask because I feel like my life hasn't really changed that much apart from doing, you know, a few appearances and yeah, people like are recognizing me in the street and I do find that kind of odd. It's heavy, eh? It's strange. <laughs> it's strange, right? <laughs> and I think for such a long time, obviously, you know, like athletics isn't, you know, at the forefront of the media and especially not pole vault. So Well, that's why I ask. That's exactly why yeah. I ask, Nina. Because if you're an AFL football, it's almost a given, right? Yeah. That you're gonna get attention. But in track and field, especially as of late, it's, that hasn't been a given. And many good athletes have won medals and people still wouldn't know who they are. They know who Nina Kennedy are, is, sorry. Yeah, and I think where I really go with that is like, I'm really actually just like proud of my sport. You know, like my boyfriend plays football, like all my housemates play football. It's very like heavy in that kind of area. And I'm just like, guys, like, I swear athletics is like really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, like I just want this medal. Like, <laughs> uh, that's funny. It just makes me really proud to like kind of be a part of that, like um, that momentum and like yeah. that move. So, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of just like where I'm at, but like, I'm, not think, I'm just kind of. Well, people that understand too, it's also hard when you, you know, where, a lot of times field events, Cameron, especially in our sport globally, don't get as much recognition mm. as the Blue Ribbon 100 metre, 400. We talk about this. Um, and I think that's the beauty of Australia, right? Because we uh, we actually take track and field as a whole. So it, that doesn't matter what event, if you want a medal, it, that you get celebrated the same. And, and I think that's a, I think a lot of the Northern Hemisphere look at us and go, man, wow, how are you so well known back home? Because I'm a champion in America and no one even knows who who I am in my own country. So um, I reckon that it is cool. It is a cool sport. And I think we're talking about the Netflix again. I think it's going to really yeah. only grow post Paris. I reckon. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I really hope it does. I'm so excited to see that. When is it coming out? Soon, very, very soon. I think it'll launch in the next month and a half. And they're already talking about doing sequels now of the Netflix because they're realizing how much traction that it's getting and how, and really how cool and how popular, like what you just said, our sport is. And I just think for such a long time, um, you know, it's been stuck in such an old school way of viewing the sport. And I, and I think that this is really going to help, um, similar to what Formula One did, really going to help sort of catapult it into, to, I think, the way people view sports in 2024. I reckon. I really hope so. I'm like going to make all my housemates watch it and be like, I told you guys. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> you should. You know what else I think uh, on the on the same lines, we've touched on this too, Johnny, a lot on the show, is with pole vault or any sort of event, in particular field events that are held in unique spots, and you got to pole vault in a train station. And I think that is something that absolutely – uh, excites people. They, they, even if they don't have, know anything about track and field and they just happen to see an advertisement or it's on TV and they stop and think, what the bloody hell is going on? But some sports are perfectly suited to it and pole vault is one of them. What was it like? <laughs> it was so cool. Like, I honestly, so that was a week after Budapest and I got back to Australia and more people brought up the fact that I jumped in a train station than I, like, won the gold medal. They just found it, like, fascinating. So, yeah, it was awesome. It was mm. so cool. I thought where you can really, like, be creative and, like, really take it anywhere. And, um, yeah, it's fun. It's so good. Do you have to change – is there any change in what you do 
in the competition with the surroundings being so different? Not really. Like there's only obviously one runway. So when, you know, 12 girls are trying to warm up, you know, it gets a little bit difficult there. But, you know, you just puff your chest out a little mm. bit and show them who's boss. And, well, yeah. When you're, when you're world <laughs> champion, you just get to go first and you worry about the rest later. Hey, uh, this is – I know you're going to answer this. We we we're not, we have no humility on this show, but I, I am interested because uh, Johnny and I had no doubt you were going to – Scoop the main awards at the athletics, right? At the Australia Athletics Awards. So we had no doubt. We were very confident you would be the one receiving the top gong. In fact, both top gongs. Did you know? Like, how do you go into an awards night like this? I'm not asking you to say, yeah, I was definitely going to win. But, like, it's clear that you're going you're gonna to be someone who's going to be quite heavily involved when the awards are handed yes. out. How do you handle I'll it? Say, I'll answer the question, no, yes. No, well, we know, but neither was there. I will say 100%. <laughs> well, nailed how did, it. How did you go, Nina? How, how do you go in these type of situations? Um, You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> No, like, it's course, I, I think athletics is measured on, like, gold, silver, yep. bronze. And I think we forget that, like, Jemima, like, mm. she came second or third. Mm-hmm. Did I'm sorry, I can't remember what third. she got. Her third. performance out there was, like, genuinely, like, inspiring. I think she was, like, first off the rank and, like, for me and, like, the way she spoke about it. And I was like, that is, like, an amazing performance. And obviously, like, the high jump girls. And I think it was just because I got the gold that I kind of won the award. But, you know, our girls are killing it. And, like, yeah, I'm really proud to be a part of it. Does it when you are, when you sit down with Bruce McAvaney and you have a chat with him yeah. and he's such a legend, and when you're in these type yeah. of moments and you're awarded these things and your, your name is – you know, up in highlights and, and, and added to a wonderful list that, uh, you know, is, is very distinguished. Does it make you for a split second stop and appreciate the year that you've had or you already appreciated it? Or do, you, do these type of things actually help you reflect a little more in the moment of what you've been able to achieve? Um, Like, yes. Like, you know, I posted on my Instagram story and I was just like blown away with like the congratulations. I was like, wow, like it's kind of like the brown law of football and it's like mm. if you won the brown law what like that's incredible so i kind of just put it into that perspective and i was like you know what i am really proud um probably like one of the things that sparked the reflection process the most was i rewatched my competition maybe like a few months afterwards and that was when i was like holy shit like i did that like <laughs> that's pretty cool so that was definitely like the biggest thing for me you know, I don't know if you know this, but Johnny Steph is still selling that 400 metres from Melbourne at the back of his car, like dodgy DVDs in Thailand. He, he, he watched it like... They don't time- do DVDs anymore, Cameron. <laughs> How many times did you watch it? Did, it? did it take you months to watch your 400 metres in Melbourne or did you watch it that night? Do you really be honest? Do you want to be I want honest you to be honest. I to went be to be honest, honest. You, mate, it was played on every TV uh, news channel. When I got back to the crown, it was hard not to watch it, mate. So that's the, number two. I'll be honest here. I'll be dead honest here. I was one. To the contrary that people thought of me, because I sold them one thing on TV. When I came home, I never looked at my medals. I never looked at anything because I felt if I focus too much on that, I'll forget about the next opportunity mm-hmm. that I have. So I never really watched any of that stuff until even now at the end of my career, it was all in darn VHS, so I can't even watch the darn thing anymore. Anyway, it's not like now, like you can go seriously, you can go on YouTube and watch Nina 
you know, like someone uploads it. Like I can't, a lot of my stuff is so old. You can't watch races and stuff. So it's like, but at the same time, I was, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think, I felt I got embarrassed it, to, to the contrary of my think that I'm like, I got embarrassed watching um, anything of having success. I just felt really, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know. I grew up in Perth kind of a bit different and, and, and I only started running when I was 20. So I didn't think running was cool. I just knew it was an opportunity to get out of, um, working and and sort of life I was living in Perth with my cousins and that so um, yeah and I knew if I if I did they would take the Mickey out of me so if I thought if I had tickets on myself but what I sold was to piss everyone off for entertainment was I was John the extrovert and it made me a lot of money and I was happy that I did it that way so that was what it was <laughs> and he hasn't worked a day since Nina by the way he talks about <laughs> getting out of work he's still getting out of it uh, before we let you go uh, what does the next little period look like in your life, like the next couple of months, of course, the uh, Australian summer is about to fire up all thanks to Kemmer's Warehouse. What's it look like for you? Um, it looks kind of mellow. Um, I have a, I had a stress fracture straight after the season in my back. So I had the same injury the year before. So if I'm honest, it's very chill. I haven't even started jumping yet. I haven't jumped since September, but I've done it last year. I'm going to do exactly the same prep. So in a weird way, it's kind of like, oh, bad. I have an injury, but done it before. Let's do it again. We know the same program. So I'm probably going to miss the summer. haven't even touched a pole. So probably start jumping some serious bars in maybe May and June. So, yeah. The fact that you had the same injury 12 months earlier, does it allow your mind to relax a little bit more knowing, you know, what you have to do and the fact that you will – you will be okay if you do that the right way. And you know what? Like that's exactly what my team and I have spoken about. It's like we we know how to do it. We've nailed it. Let's do exactly the same thing. A lot of people have been like, oh, you know, it's a good omen. So I'm kind of just rolling with it. And if I'm honest, I'm feeling really good in training. Um, I cannot wait to start jumping. And, yeah, I'm really excited what I can do this season. So are we. Like legitimately, oh. Olympic year, the intensity is up. We we are we are so pumped up for what the next sort of six or seven months looks like, and we we are privileged always to have everyone on this show, but in particular when you're a, a world champion and superstar. So thank you. We'll catch up with you before Paris, and as I said, we'll chat to you uh, when you got an Olympic gold medal around your neck, Nina. So thank you. Yes, guys, always appreciate it. She's a We're superstar. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse and for Swiss. Plenty more House of Ass on the other side of this. Proudly sponsored by Swiss, whose mission is to make millions around the world healthier and happier. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Shop in store or online today. This is the House of Ats. Johnny, Steph, Cam, Luke, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. And for Swiss, a proud partner of House of Athletics, of course. Big shout out. Huge shout out to the crew at Swiss because they have the passion for well-being and a spirit of innovation which drives everything they do, and we are very, very thankful for them. And a, a big shout-out to, to to our girl, Nina Kennedy. We were claiming her. She's a superstar, and you can go back and listen to the podcast. All right, yeah. we just want to have a quick look at the awards, all right, because the Australian uh, Athletics Australia Awards, Nina Kennedy, of course, was was outstanding. The John Landy Award for the male able-bodied athlete of the year, Matt, Matty Denny. We might hear from him in the next couple of weeks as well. The Russell yeah, you Shaw. You still owe him a state, Cameron? I, I do. I do. He's coming to Melbourne in the start of Feb, but I'm actually out of the country. Uh, but I'm going to try and sort that out. The, Ru- 
the Russell Short Award for Male Para-Athlete of the Year, James Turner, the star. Marley Lovell won the Amy Winters Award for Female Para-Athlete yes. of the Year. The Female Junior Athlete of the Year is Tori Day uh, Lewis, rather, Tori Lewis. The Male Junior Athlete of the Year is Cam Myers, someone else we've had oh, on this, wow. He's an on this show. Kid. Yep, Paul wow. Burgess was the coach here for the Open Athletes, Dick Telford for the Juniors, and the official of the year was Jared Ryan. All superstars of this sport in this particular country yeah. and a huge shout out and congratulations to all of them. And to be fair, after the year that athletics had in this particular country, Johnny, if you're able to win an award on the back of 2023, you're doing something right because it was a very deep, deep field. Mm. No, I think they got the awards right, Cam. And, uh, and I think like Nina, you know, quite eloquently said, it could, really the, the top gong could have gone to, Really, you know, there was a number of women that could have won that, True. to really be honest with you. Like, Jemima was fantastic, the high jump girls, javelin girls. I mean, it's – and it's difficult. But, you know, you win a gold medal, mate, you make it pretty hard not to get the top gong, you know, and and, and Nina rightly deserved it. But really, they could have given that award to a number of women. And shout-out to all the to all the athletes that competed. I mean, it, it was a great year last year. And um, and I think, yeah, I think they should all be uh, – I mean, like you said, that Cam Myers – He's going to be very interesting to watch him uh, perform. I'm really interested to see uh, how he goes um, this year. I reckon he could shock a few. Did you care about these awards when you were running? Like, I mean, not not did you care about these (laughs) specific awards, but like, you know, uh, you know, achievements or accomplishments that are handed out. Did did you at all bat an eyelid about these? And I'm not trying to diminish any awards you might have won, but I'm wondering about your mindset. Because you're laughing Um, here. I don't know what you're laughing at. Oh, because you don't remember one year, mate. It was a what massive happened? blow up. Do, but no, I don't oh. remember. Mate, it was a massive blow up. Well, you got beaten, between... cracked it, did you? I got, I got beaten. They gave me some clown award. In what year? And oh six. Two thousand oh six. They gave me a clown award. What do you mean a clown and, award? Uh, it was they gave me like a they made up some award like emerging athlete. Emerging. I was like, I was already Olympic silver medalist, world championship finalist, and two-time Commonwealth Games gold yeah, medalist. I'm young. emerging. I said, I said, yeah. Well, I say, well, make it makes it hard for the next person emerging. They got to win all that to emerge, like over three years. Who so, won it? Yeah, Craig Mottram. After getting smacked, mate, he, didn't get, so, he didn't get smacked. He got smacked mate. at Commonwealth. He, he won a bronze medal at World Championships. No, hang on. He, he he got a silver at the at the Com Games, and then he got tripped in the final of the fifteen hundred. The poor bugger. What did he come, brother? I, I know. What I would. It, what, I would have given it his, to you. I would have given it. I would have given it to you. They should have just joint. They should have just joint, joint or, or come up with a better award. I would have just to fill, <laughs> fill up awards, mate. I would have given like, it to you. I'm mate, simply I was, saying. I was filthy. Oh, Steph was filthy. <laughs> oh, after Steph. that, I shut. After, <laughs> after that, I shut the awards down. I was like, you know what? <laughs> Scratch these awards, man. I, and I bound, I moved on. I tell you what. It's it's hard to believe that Athletics Australia and you didn't see eye to eye for about a decade. <laughs> really hard to believe. No, I, I, I'll put this honestly, swear, hand on heart. Oh, I, do, I don't remember no, it. I don't remember it. it. He should have won it the year before. Like, you know, we're bronze at World Championships. I remember watching that race. I was a massive fan of Craig. Mm. Still am. I still think he was one of our greatest distance runners. I, so I never had a beef with Craig. That wasn't no. the problem with him. No. I just found it was laziness that you couldn't come up with a better award for a young kid who's emerging that, that really captivated the sport and, and sold the hell out of the sport at Commonwealth in his own country. First person with a sprint medal in 30 years. And you guys give him an emerging athlete. I mean... Jeez, talk about laziness, but that was the past. 
you know, the future now, we, we're a bit different there. <laughs> he love it, eh? He love it, I, eh? I, 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 what turned into a simple question turned into an Uncle Johnny Steph story. How are you going? You know what we might do? We might, I might actually have a chat to a few at Athletics Australia and see if we can get you a retrospective <laughs> mate, you joint award. award. It, was like a little, it was like a little clock. It was some clock. Oh, oh man, that was filthy. Probably looks good. And, and no, you know what song they played as I walked up? They played that song, Yes, Johnny. <laughs> Did they really? I think, I think that's what pissed me off the most. I was like, they think I'm a clown. I was like, they think I'm a clown. Oh, no. Hey, we've got to get to a break. We'll wrap it all up. All thanks to Kemmer's Warehouse. Great savings every day. And for Swiss, a proud sponsor of House of Athletics. Proudly sponsored by Swiss, whose mission is to make millions around the world healthier and happier. Head into Kemmer's Warehouse for great savings every day. Shop in store or online today. This is the House of Aths. Most certainly is Johnny Stephens and Cam Luke with it all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. And for Swiss, I am jam-packed with the crew. They sent me a little care package. Hey, quickly, before we get out of here, we are so we, everything is about to fire on up. We're going to need to get two hours. But, um, hey, Fred Curley, Fred Curley, yeah. Noah Lyles, they're going to go head-to-head in Boston. The start of February was announced uh, only a couple of days ago, over 60 metres. Good or bad thing? Uh, great for us, uh, but for the athletes, uh, what do you reckon? 60 metres, not necess- it's indoors, by the way, for people unaware. Not exactly uh, their pet distances, clearly, but what do you make of it? Uh, I think for Noah Lyles and Fred Curley to be a way to break up their winter training block and get a little bit of speed in their legs um, and make, make a bit of cash in the circuit uh, at the same time, get a couple of bonuses and maybe, depending on how good they go, have a, have a, have a bit of a dig at um, World Indoor Championships. Yep. Uh, for us as a viewer, um, nah, give or take. Doesn't I mean, it's not really a, for athletic purists. Yeah, it'd be okay. But I think your real star would be Christian Coleman or Trevon Bromel. Yeah. I think they're the 60-meter specialists. I think um, Sue from China's, well, yeah, there's there's 60-meter specialist guys and that get out really, really well. And this makes it very, very hard to win the 60, but it, good on them for competing. They're big name, big name stars, which the more, the more these stars compete, the more we get to see them on the track, the better it is for the sport. So um, yeah, that's, that's sort of my view on it. Can you, can you get uh, again, 60 meters? So it's indoors. It's, it's a lot different from the hundred meters, which will be the, you know, the, the draw card in Paris. Can you, can you get anything over the opposition by beating them early in the season at the event that isn't the Olympic games event? No, not at all. There'll be absolutely nothing that will come out of it when you're talking about gamesmanship and tactics, and unless unless someone comes out and breaks the world record okay. um, in the 60 indoors, but um, but I, I merely think, like I said, I think it'll be an opportunity for me, like like 60s is normally what they'll be doing pre-comp phase, just to that time of the year, January, February, um, which they're racing in February, so you you are starting to add a bit of speed. It normally yeah. starts with say nine to 12 60s as a hundred meter runner, um, but you're doing them with a shorter recovery, and so. Um, it doesn't interfere with their training block at all, you know, because um, they're not getting to their pet distance. So, like I said, again, it's, it's it'll be good for them to get out, break up their training monotony by, by going to a track meet, building their marketing of their brand, picking up a bit of cash, pleasing their sponsors in Adidas, whoever they're sponsored by, or Puma or Nike. Um, and then, um, and then, yeah, if they if they're like a Christian Coleman using it to prep for world indoors. If they're like a Fred Curley, Noel Lyles, using it to sell their brand, make a bit of cash and get ready for Olympic Games and break up their winter season. Beautifully done. On that note, we've got to get out of here. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. And all thanks to Swiss, a proud 
partner of House of Athletics. It is already up. The podcast is up. We had a chat to Nina Kennedy, pole vault world champion, Diamond League champion, all thanks to Sink's Body, keeping you fit and active with Sink's Body. Podiatrist design, foot care available. The range is at Chemist Warehouse. Make sure you get involved. Johnny, Steph, until next week. See ya.